Could you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. Hello and welcome back to episode four of Thirsty Leo Season. Well, this episode is especially exciting for me. We will be discussing one of my top three animes, mm. Attack on Titan. The legendary. But before we get started, how are you, Eileen? How have you been? Thank you so much for asking, Colleen. You're <laughs> um, welcome. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, kind of stressed mm. right now, which is pretty normal, but especially this week because bum, 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 I'm bum, moving bum, bum, to bum, Seattle. Woo, woo, Seattle. For- <laughs> <laughs> so cute for realsies um so this is actually the last um the last episode that we're going to be recording in this room for visual listeners um on youtube perhaps colleen how are you i went to visit my very first anime store a couple days ago oh my gosh i feel i feel like i'm finally getting immersed oh, into yeah. that world of like anime merch i bought so many things like i spent so much money but i'm like you know what it's for a good cause. It's for the for greater my good. Sanity. Oh yeah, Attack on Titan is like one of the founding animes, also of like our relationship because we we. It, it's an interesting story between like how I how I saw it and how like Colleen saw it, but um, it's mm-hmm. so important and and we knew it was an anime that we wanted to cover thoroughly in this series. We just weren't sure how. Like, we were like, should we do it by season? Should we do it by like what we want to talk about or by characters? I'm actually more mostly just here on the ride. Like I think Colleen has got this locked and loaded, and I'm I'm excited to be here. <laughs> this is like one of the first animes we watched together, and honestly, when I was watching as I was watching the series unfold like every single episode jaws to the floor so Mm. good never felt this way about any series before because like i feel like each episode just like unfolds a little bit more about this story that is so big and so complicated Mm, you know and every single episode i'm like oh my god like i need to know what happens next like i really do and i'm so lucky that like I watched it during a time where all the seasons were already out, so I could just, like, mm. binge watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it would get so heavy that I was like, okay, I need a break. And that was Haikyuu. That was Haikyuu. Haikyuu was the break. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was yeah. actually watching both of them simultaneously. It's so important in our relationship, but also, like, I know we talked about this in episode three of the general anime um, series, but it is this particular series where Colleen really, like, reinvigorated a lot of my interests in, like, these series before because for me like i watched attack on titan back in like 16 when it first came out and back then i was like yeah i was like in high school so it was actually a little too much a little too intense for me and i think if i like got into the fandom then i wouldn't have been able to appreciate it as much um Mm. but like it was through watching her dissect and like really enjoy the series that i i actually really watched it and it was such a roller coaster so that's what we're gonna get into today i think we're gonna cover um seasons one through three today yeah, mm-hmm. correct. We will just be discussing seasons one through three, which I uh, watched <laughs> all all of the episodes last night. Very heavy. My heart was like, oh, like each scene cut a little deeper into my little soul. But 
I did my homework. <laughs> I have three pages of everything that really just broke my heart or like really invigorated my spirit. Also, I'm wearing my Attack on Titan shirt for oh, yeah, the visual listeners that are watching. <laughs> just again, the spirit of AOT. Uh, Woohoo! Woo so, for full full transparency, I I've been a little busy moving, so I actually wasn't able to do my no homework enough. I'm I'm telling the listeners that they they know, but I'm mostly on the roller coaster um, for Colleen. She she's the one that that has most of our points today. Um, I think that I should first start. By saying off though because this shades a lot of my perspective going into it so I did I did see it before in 2016 when it was still kind of new and Mm -hmm. when it was just only Mm -hmm. a simply like human versus monster series and it was too much for me and then my bro but my brother like many other respectable anime slash manga fans was reading the manga and was reading it constantly and every other week he was telling me oh my god this is happening and um there was one <laughs> night in particular where he was just saying he was like i need to talk to you about attack on titan but you're not caught up right and i'm like i'll be honest with you i'm never gonna watch it he's like what i'm like i'm never gonna read it i'm never gonna watch it i'm like so just tell me everything <laughs> Oh my gosh, so he just unleashed everything on you as well, just like what I did last night. Oh, yes. But but beyond that because the manga was I think at that point like oh, the faster? manga Yeah, the manga was ahead of that but but basically yeah, so it we went from like it we started the conversation at like 6 p.m. maybe and we stayed up until like 6 a.m. the next morning. Like my mom got up to get ready for work the next morning and we sat on that couch and he relayed everything to me but when Colleen said that she wanted to get into it I was a little also uh, maybe um I had some Maldwin or I had some I had some con- hesitant like hesitant. hesitant because I'm like oh shoot I already know everything that happens and also will that ruin mm. my experience and um you know mm. but no fears because re-watching actually watching it even knowing everything that happens it was so yeah. it, it heightened an appreciation Intense. where it's like wow all these details really come together and like Watching it with Colleen yeah. has been a joy. So unlike Eileen, I've actually never read the manga. So I've only been watching the anime series. And I personally like visuals more. So like I think watching it unfold was just <sighs> crazy for me. Let's talk a little bit about season one. Okay. Mm. Episode one where his mom gets just <laughs> eaten. Okay, first of all, I don't think I've ever watched something where episode one, they're just like, yep, she's gone. She's dead. Like, ah, dead, gone. Right? And I, I, at first, I'm like, oh, my God, like, doesn't that move the story too fast? Like, shouldn't they have, like, you know, mm. waited or, like, mm. whatever? I was wrong. I was wrong. I was naive. <laughs> I was like, okay, never mind. That's not even, that's not even the important part, you know? Right. That's, like, oh, my God. Irrelevant. Yeah. Mom gets eaten. Irrelevant. I think it's really cool because I got to watch uh, season one and then, like, I kind of got to watch little Aaron. Oh, my God. So young, so naive, so innocent. And, like, I think in his heart, like, all he wanted was just to kill the Titans, right? I mean, I feel, I feel like that's <laughs> been his whole life mission, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, little, like, he's probably, like, what, like, four feet? He's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, how are you going to do that, right? Like, yeah, okay, good luck with that. And then we kind of get to watch his story unfold. Obviously, this is just a recap. I feel like, oh, spoiler warning, by the way. We're yeah. just talking about everything, guys. Yeah. So obviously, fast forward, he's done his training. And then it's his first day in battle, right? We see that the armor titan attacks the other wall. Wall, Rose. I'm not really good with the names. I'm not so good with sorry, the names. I'm, I'm just, I'm just tracking. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the second wall gets uh, 
what's it called? Priest as well. And then these new recruits are just being sent. It's like, go, you have to fight the Titans. You've been training for this. And then everyone's kind of like scared. They're like scared shitless. I mean, I would be scared shitless too, right? Like that's intense. The scene that really stuck out to me was when like Armin was just frozen and then like Aaron saved his life. I think Armin was already in the Titan's mouth and oh, then yeah. Aaron goes in the mouth and he kind of throws Armin outside of the mouth. And then you see his arm get chomped mm, and eaten that was by so the Titan. Nice. Oh. I mean, when I was, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, like, seeing that, I remember when I saw that for the first time, I was like, I like this. Like, they really, like, yeah, mom dead, limbs torn. I'm like, oh, I love, I love their commitment to death. I'm <laughs> like, I just, or, and, and, and it's just, it's real. I was like, oh, but then that was only the right. tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, honestly, in that moment, I thought Aaron was dead. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, they killed mom in episode one. They're just going <laughs> to kill the main character for sure. Like, he's definitely not coming back to life. And I was like, okay, bye, Aaron. I was like, still trying to process that. And then all of a sudden, you see this other Titan come through, and he's like killing all the other Titans, right? And I'm like, who that? Never in my mind did it cross that it was going to be Aaron. Like, did it cross for you, Eileen? A uh, no. I I no I I remember I was like oh shit so this is a real anime I was like okay but yeah. yeah wow I think that really sets the tone of who Aaron is as a character he's very sacrificial like he although he was scared like he was willing to sacrifice his own life for his friend you know I was like even though there was a slight chance that he was alive he I'm like bro he already had his leg and his arm chomped off like what he's gonna do like he's gonna be in a wheelchair like telling people what to do to kill titans I'm you know like- what was also <laughs> nice was that like it, that, that that whole battle where all these characters that you kind of get to know through training camp or whatever all dead like they don't matter you you obviously are you dwindle it down to Sasha Connie and and a few others um and then you Mm -hmm. know you see Annie and Bertolt and Rainer and they're talking should we do this now whatever and like me watching it knowing what happens stuff I was like oh shit like all the subtext of their dialogue I'm sure that when you rewatch it too you're like oh my god but um it also was nice because in that whole battle like Mikasa even like when Aaron seemed like he was dead she also had a moment where you know she was frozen and it's like she was she didn't know what to do and she was paralyzed and, and sad but then she also had a little moment where she was like no I'm gonna keep on going I'm gonna keep on surviving so that was nice hey. she had a little uh, she had a little moment like where she grew and um and Armin also had a moment where he's like why am I so scared I, I need to be more ballsy so they kind of there was a moment for everyone there and then boom Aaron's a titan so that was the moment <laughs> so that was crazy and then obviously we skip forward to the courtroom scene where levi beats the shit out of aaron did anyone else get a little you know get a feeling those those feelings get in your body when you saw levi i'm like i'm like i'll be aaron punch me (laughs) pick me (laughs) okay so yeah obviously to this day that's the most like that's the clip I watch of Levi probably the most. <laughs> it I think it's also the most popular one too because it's just so like it's it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Also that was when I knew like Levi was going to be the man of my dreams. Like I just knew. I <laughs> the just abuse was, like the physical. <laughs> no, no, no. Me next. Me next. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. And then we move on to, obviously, they finally accept Aaron as a Titan. Their first failed mission was to go to Aaron's hometown, right? To Mm. claim it back. The basement. basement. Yes, that was their first mission. But obviously, they were intercepted by the female Titan. That's when the female Mm. Titan debuts herself. 
Oh my gosh, the female Titan, I was very confused with her. Did you have any clues with who she was? When I first watched it in high school, I did watch like all of season one, I think, or like most of season oh, one. Oh. So I did have okay, a fresh yeah. watch, but then I gave up because I'm like, this is too intense. So, but so on my first watch, I was like, there's a female Titan. I'm like, well, they'll just do anything. Like they'll put tits on anything these days, won't they? And I was like, that's um so but but on on my second watch of course like knowing about annie and the, the marlian warriors i was like oh shit like all the little things where she she holds him up to the ear and then it looks like um fucking reiner is like is like sacrificing himself i'm like you shady bitches annie caught reiner in his hand he actually like drew something with his sword to tell annie where aaron was yeah and i was like what like that's crazy and armin out there being like I think I know where Aaron is. Like telling Reiner everything, right? Yeah. Oh, poor Armin. I feel like he must feel so betrayed. But <laughs> Armin also like, like on the second watch around, I was because before I was just okay. This is just like the dumb, or I'm sorry, the smart kind of feeble dork. But then second watch, I was like, yo, he's so smart. Like he's Ugh. so smart. Every step of the so way, smart. he's so smart, dude. Wow, wow. And then yeah, basically that part where Levi is telling Aaron like don't transform you need to trust me and you need to trust your comrades that scene was so heart-wrenching because obviously we know later on Aaron put his trust in his comrades but they end up sacrificing his life for him Petra oh my god I really actually really like Petra I feel like she actually saw Aaron like as a human like all these other people were kind of looking at him like an experiment or whatever but Petra was like really like genuine and she really actually cared about Aaron so I was like oh like her dying for Aaron I was like damn like that the whole squad crazy. levi's entire squad died and yes. he didn't even blink the whole like feeling that i get from season one is like it's so cool also to see aaron actually have a really strong character like you see his hatred yes. is really real he actually does things like when he's going on the colossal titan he's not even an ackerman but like you see him like use the odm gear and he's actually quite skilled mm -hmm. and he has a real strong drive and you know he does sacrifice himself for armin or he does do this and levi is like trust your comrades you, there, it's a really easy sell it's like yeah this is this is a story and it's matched with with the brutality of the deaths of the people that you've been bonding with so at a certain point wow. it's, it's like levi's entire squad that he gave to aaron then he still he still doesn't even completely trust aaron but he's trusting the 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 word of hanji and Irwin, Ir all the names and yes. he, it's, levi is like oh god there's just so many levels even like when levi is beating the shit out of of aaron like it's not like well, yes it's hot but <laughs> but it's like it, there's so many layers to it too because he knows right. he needs to put up the act because that's just what needs to be done so that that it, there's no question you, you get it right there's so many layers yes. to every character i think levi like he's been through so much already and like we see him like at the end like he's actually collecting all of his com his own squad's emblems yeah, yeah and i was like i think that's the only way he knows how to grieve without actually breaking down and then just losing himself yeah. i think that's the only way that he knows how to move forward without kind of staying in the past and we also got to see levi fight actual fight Ooh. for the first time when he was just slicing the shit up of annie i was like me next me <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding and Aaron, we and we're also building. I'm sorry, I'm just remembering season one, and we're also building our no our sense of respect and repertoire for Irwin, Irwin Smith, and Levi, and seeing how they work together and the mutual trust and respect that they have, and the leadership that Aaron Smith has. Like, also, Ugh. we never see him once kill a titan or do anything. Actually, he he his entire being is 
leadership is goal focused is making the making the choice that he feels like is right sacrificing what he needs to sacrifice and that's what makes him such a strong character and levi who will who is just doesn't really trust anyone and we see him in the ova no regrets but he decides to follow erwin and his words him also sacrificing his people to to for this mission that they are defining as they go along crazy yeah. shit and they're banking it on this erwin dude who just fucks it all later <laughs> and then we kind of move on and then we kind of figure out who the identity of who the female titan is right we figure out it's annie one of their comrades and like in this whole time like we're still in the dark like okay like why like how come she can do something yet she has never said it out loud right and why is she like sabotaging their mission and yeah why yeah. is she gonna eat Aaron? yeah girl why like, what why 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 <laughs> and you sort of see them in that uh like that, there's that one scene right where them three are on the staircase up below and then they're looking up at annie and then she's kind of like you're stupid she's like you're all gonna die right she at first she was keeping up the act but then she's like fuck it like she's like you're all gonna die blah 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 she transforms to a titan obviously the debris falls and then like aaron is like Aaron can't transform. He's like biting his hand to the point mm, where it's like I remember that. bleeding. Yeah, and then it was like crazy. And I still, I wrote this down. This is what Armin said to Aaron while he was like stuck down there and he couldn't transform. He says, someone who can't sacrifice anything can never change anything. Mm. And I just don't know why, but like something about that line hit me so hard. I was like, wow. Like, wow. I love that Armin and Mikasa are just always there to bring Aaron like the best of him out the best we'll say the best of him out now that you mentioned that line too that those who can't sacrifice anything can't save anything also that line actually also comes back um later on and he's repeating he repeats that theme to himself later on when he's confronting Raynor and Bertolt but sorry but that's like so that's that's a that's a theme for our for for Armin he's always very aware of the stakes <clears throat> and what oh, needs to be sacrificed yes. Mikasa is really yes. attached to Erwin and and is defining Ugh. her mission and then Aaron is uh doing things honestly i did not expect season one to already be this intense but it was and it just really shows like the trust that erwin is willing and able to do the things that no one else are able to do just because he's saying that it's for a greater good it's for like a bigger goal that no one else can see really season two aaron smith i was also re-watching that scene where it's like erwin also doesn't know what's going on either he's trying to grasp at straws is what this thing is but it's just that Erwin is like the one Erin Jaeger is like the one thing that's happened since which inches them closer to finding the truth and of course he's a human man hot man who also has his intentions too he wants to fulfill the the right his his dad's um his dad's dream as well and that's also become his but like the poignant scene that's in my mind is when remember when or annie is storming the capital and there's just a, a ruckus a monk or whatever and that guy like is holding the gun is like yo i'll shoot you right now bro <laughs> verbatim he says i'll shoot yeah. you right now bro <laughs> and he's like yeah. and nobody would be mad if i did and then everyone is like okay bet he's like okay well um in that case i remember that he's like okay well this person's in charge of calvary this is the mission don't don't let this happen and then he's like oh wait 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 and he's like Aaron's like make sure you do this make sure you do this and then make sure you do this and then hanji's in charge of this he was fully prepared like no shit yeah. to die and that guy saying no 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 wait 
is the exact response is that nobody else wants to be that person nobody can hand mm. nobody has the fucking balls to do that dude to make those exactly. decisions make those sacrifices put all the blame on you become the devil right and become the person to yeah. blame. when you're riding on that horse down the wow. street and everybody's saying why did you let my daughter die why did you let my son die why did you send our children off to oh. die for your missions over and over again every month he knew that that was his role to fulfill and he was willing to die for it and he knew that nobody else would do that. And that's why a badass yeah. person like Levi follows a badass like that. Bad attracts bad, all right? Baddies. Bad, baddie besties. <laughs> we see the Beast Titan in season two, actually. We do? I didn't realize, oh. Yeah, I didn't realize how fast he comes. I thought he came season three, but he actually comes... We don't even know who he is. And he's like talking. He's like, oh, yeah. oh. remember he picks up the ODM gear? He's like, what's this? Oh, he's like, yeah. you guys have progressed in your gear, but this is still loser, right? And then he like <laughs> basically, and then like, and everyone's like, okay, who the fuck is that? But then like, clearly he's a main character. Like, he's like an important character for him to talk and like talk about the ODM gear. Did you have any idea like who, Dude, who, who this beast was? I still remember when that manga panel dropped out. Uh, or maybe it wasn't Ooh. that exact one, but it was the one where Zeke was like that huge fucking weird scary ass face on that wall. Ooh. Oh my god! And then there's like <laughs> like Aaron there, or whatever. And he's like he says something like Aaron, like our dad messed us up, or, or it was something like or like there's something something alluding to whatever. And everybody's like, yo, who the heck? Like who who? Like everyone's like, what the? Like the world was on fire. Like I remember when yeah yeah I had no idea. That was crazy. I was just watching everybody go crazy. Like that looks yeah. fun. <laughs> So basically, they kind of all dispersed, and then like they were saying how there was a breach in the walls, right? I don't know if you remember this, but there's they said there was a breach in the walls. All these titans came out to attack, and then it was like Reiner, Bertholdt, uh, Krista, Ymir. They all went to like this tower, this random castle, yeah, this random tower to hide, and then all of a sudden, the beast titan attacks them. In Mm. my head, I'm like, now that I'm looking back on it, is it because he was trying to save Bertholdt and? Reiner do you think he was trying to save them he was he was commanding the titans to go to the tower though right right yeah but 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 obviously he knew Berthold and Reiner would be able to save themselves I think he was trying to grab them out of their own little mission what do you think this I is just a thought wait I don't I don't know I, I wasn't tracking I was I kind of assumed that that was also when they were in the tower that also was around the same time that was it that one like uh, Zeke was putting the he was doing experiments in those smaller villages. That's the same time, right? Like yes. Connie's mom. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I kind of felt like he was just in the area. But um, there's a small little Easter egg where when all the Titans are rushing up against the wall, you do yes. see Reiner like, about to bite his ass. It was actually Bert Holt. Oh, Bert Holt. yeah. Thank like, you. Yes. He was like, and then but Ymir did it instead. <laughs> Okay, I guess everyone's a Titan now. I feel like in that moment, it's kind of, I feel kind of sad for Aaron in that moment because I feel like everyone else knew they were a Titan and they knew how to control their powers. They all knew how to do their thing. But Aaron was kind of exposed as a Titan in front of the world, basically, right? He went through so many roller coasters of trying to figure out how to maneuver his Titan powers, how to start it even. And then I feel like Reiner and Bertho just what, they're on the side like, we can't wait to kill you like <laughs> right like in that moment like I felt so bad for Aaron I was like bro like I can I can feel like the betrayal that he felt like when he found out that Ymir was a titan Annie was a titan 
Bert Holt was a Titan. Uh, Reiner was a Titan. I'm like, shit, this boy Levi, a Titan. Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> a Titan. Mikasa. I'm just kidding. Um, imagine. They all just, at the end, it's just all that. Um, that imagine that actually crazy. the biggest plot twist is that everyone is a Titan and and like there's only one human Aaron Aaron is actually the only human (laughs) that would be so sad it's really crazy because I went to watch back and then it was the scene where Berthold and Reiner were on the on the wall and then they're like Aaron come here and then like Berthold uh, Reiner basically said I'm the Iron Titan he's the Colossal Titan and then Berthold's like the fuck are you going to expose us now and then like Aaron Aaron's like wait what and then like I know it's because like they already had suspicions it was them both but then they needed to contain them so they're like don't provoke them at all just like pretend like get them in a place that we can capture them then expose them but Reiner went off the deep end he's going a little psychopathic and then it's like okay he's like by the way this is who i am and then obviously then they transform and then we get to see the scene of the armor titan versus the attack titan pa 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 a lot of a lot of a lot of hugging and a lot of i don't know if you've seen that what you're saying is basically they hugged and they wrestled <laughs> they did a they, <laughs> they were having a loving moment quote unquote. loving ship moment yeah dude that that scene was crazy off my rocker yeah that scene was crazy and then obviously they succeed in taking Aaron and Ymir away and they kind of are like talking in the trees to be honest with you when they were talking in the trees I didn't understand anything I was like what the fuck is going on like I don't get it I don't get it but obviously it makes sense in the in the future where Reiner and Bert Holt need to take Aaron away because did they already know he was the founding titan at that point I don't know. Like honestly, that whole tree episode that like that's like the most traumatic episode for me because like even me knowing oh. all the, all the no no I'm kind of kidding but like even knowing all the plot points ahead of time, watching them talk, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, huh? and I was on yeah. the Wikipedia just like googling. I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. I was dude, there's so much, and it was crazy because of the dual personality that Reiner Ooh. had to yeah. He he kind of he kind of went crazy right after going into Eldia. He kind of I think he kind of reached a, a point of split personality mm. where he he remember remember what he said he was like oh I if I go back now like I can like get like promoted <laughs> yeah and then Bert Hull's like dude what, what are you talking about. He's like, who are you right yeah, now? Are you like, the warrior or the-, the soldier? Yeah. And it was crazy. And like, I think you could see like in Reiner, like even though he acts like a big bad ass, like he's still like, I think in his heart, it was still hard for him to like, he lived with these scouts for like five years. Right. And then now he's like killing them. And I think, I think at the end of the day, like it was still hard for Reiner to like do all these. Things. And the only way for him to cope was to have to split his personality to when he was a scout and to when he was the armor type. Well, yeah, well you said. Know, I mean, was... you, you have to compartmentalize that shit. Like when you're right. already, when you're going undercover as like a 12 year old, it, on a on a military mission like it's basically military suicide mission to like paradis and then mm. being becoming friends with people and then fighting alongside them and even like you like it, it's not just that but like the Aaron and, and Aaron and the others like also picked up a lot of things from them like Annie and her fighting techniques and I mean they also had their friends die in front of them when they were younger and then 
Reiner. Like the the the, the biggest buy in for me when I first saw this series as to why like Reiner wasn't sus or never suspected is because he genuinely seemed to enjoy himself and even his story. He always was like, I'm gonna marry her. And like they had they had so many cute moments where like there was like Reiner and Historia ships going on for a long time because because like yeah, he's like, I wanna marry her, I wanna marry her, I wanna marry her and that like was just cute. And he was just like, yeah. oh, Okay, that's like he's kinda like this big tall quiet kind of a strong guy but yeah. he likes the softness and then he's like the fucking enemy bro and yeah, it's crazy. yeah and then the times when he did take care of Aaron you know I feel like that was who truly Reiner was but because he grew up in Marley he, like this like he had to do this like he had to do these things and it's just kind of sad to see his character kind of fall apart like I'm, as much as I hate him I think I'm like okay like I kind of feel bad for you Berthold on the other hand he kind of he kind of crazy kind of <laughs> psycho that's all i have to say oh oh my gosh so when obviously reiner is running away i don't know if you remember <laughs> the scene he was like running away berthold and aaron in one hand and then ymir riding on his back oh, he's like running away oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. obviously erwin the one and only homie he's like whatever it takes we're gonna go save aaron wow I don't know if he truly loves Aaron or like Eileen said, it's just because that's his only hope at this point. But he was like, I don't care who dies. We're going to save him. Obviously, Mikasa's like, yeah, I love you, Aaron. <laughs> Fucking Mikasa. By the way, Mikasa kind of pissed me off sometimes. She's like, Aaron, Aaron. Oh, my God. Sorry. That was just a little side note. But in that scene, in that fight... I just saw this last night. I so just saw it. I saw this one this morning, yeah. <laughs> Aaron's like, let's go! And then... Arm gone. Dude. And, Arm and gone. Then everyone's like, the commander. And he's like, this is And like, you see his, yeah. his arm shredding cabbage crunch away. And he is saying, charge. And you see his sexy feet go up in the corner. And he's like, ah. <laughs> And then, who actually comes back and saves Erwin? Who? Do you remember? Oh, you saw it. You saw the. I'm sorry, sorry. Armin, right? He goes, remember. he plops like a little mosquito on the neck, right? And he's like, oh, and then he has that line. Those who sacri- who aren't willing to sacrifice anything can't save anyone. And then he's like he's rummaging through his memories and he sees how Bertolt is always looking at Annie. And then he pulls that thing out of his ass, right? Where he's like, we're torturing her right now, bro. Like every way we know how, bro. And then, and then, and then Bertolt says, you island devils. Or he doesn't say you island devils, but like you devils. And then in that moment where Bertolt loses focus, guess who comes in again? Mr. Smith. He comes in again and he's the one who actually like knocks like Aaron out. It, so it, Aaron did it again. One arm, homie. And you see his little tide stub. <laughs> and blood splurting out. Sex, <laughs> sex, sex, straight sex. But yeah, I mean, fucking homie. Yeah. Sorry. I will say, I think Armin and Erwin, such a good duo Ooh, together. As yeah, well. yeah. It's like mini me and big me. Ooh, yeah. little, and- little cutie, so smarties. Yeah, so basically, they save, they save Aaron, but I don't know what happens, but like he's basically on the floor. And do you remember that? That's, and then Hannes yeah. was about to protect him. I forgot how that happened. Oh, yeah. The, the people came. But and then the, and some, then the yeah, same Titan whatever. that ate his mom was like, hello. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, the same motherfucking Titan, which which we find out later in season I believe end of season 3 part 2. That's his like stepmom or like his dad's first wife. Yes. And, and then- she is No, go. No, you go. go. No, I was yes. going to say something totally different. You go. <laughs> She's like basically a royal blood, right? So she got like special powers and shit. 
So I think I think deep down, like she is sort of like an intelligent Titan. Like I feel like I feel like in my head, I feel like she's sort of intelligent. Like obviously she doesn't have the nine powers, but I think she, she can still think. She could still she still so you're has saying, some sort of consciousness. So you're saying this bitch intentionally sought out Aaron Yeager's mom and went, "Oh, you fucked my husband, Crunch." You're saying that. That's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I read a theory. You know how right before she died, she told her husband, "Wherever you are," she like looked yes. him when he, they yeah. were about to be get I'll turned into you. alien and Titans alien. She said, "Wherever you are, I'm gonna find you." Yeah, you know how Aaron ate his own father. <laughs> oh, so much, so much. I think she follows Aaron's scent around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I like, totally, totally, totally. I mean, also there's like the tight, right? there's the line thing going on between them. There's the coordinate and stuff. Like I totally hard sell on that. What I was gonna bring up that was not that important, but like there was a moment. No, no, no. That no, that was the main thing. But Mikasa mm-hmm. and Aaron had a small moment there where like it was like they go and die. Like Hanan's just died in front of them, just like the mom crunch right and then mikasa mm-hmm. is like smiles actually and then aaron kind of smiles and then like there's all there's a, like a little almost lean in but then like something aaron says something stupid and then punch and then this is zap yeah this is what happened um i actually rewatched it last okay. night um so like <laughs> they were about to kiss like they were like this so they were gonna kiss right they were kiss- and i read this somewhere else like on on Instagram, it was like the the writer was actually gonna write in a kiss scene, but he's so cute, he got shy. Like, bitch, you're the writer. You, why do you get shy? You could write it in. You're the writer. You could do whatever the fuck you want. You're writing all this shit. And he said, I got shy. I didn't want to write a. He said there was supposed to be a kiss scene. Really? He said there was supposed to be that a kiss scene. That would change scene, things he dramatically. Got shy. Bitch, why do you wow. get shy? You've killed, like, you killed Aaron Smith. You can handle a Why, kiss, yeah. bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's so funny because I was rewatching it. They were so close to kissing. And then all of a sudden, Aaron, I think he he hears something. Something from the behind or something. I don't know. And then and then he stops and he's like, and he stands up. And then because it's like mid-kiss, she's like, ah. And then and then obviously Aaron stands up, fights Titan, touches fights. the mom. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He touches the mom and then uh, he's able to activate his coordinate, his founding Titan powers to call all the Titans to attack. For me, like that whole, I'm sorry, not to go back on the whole kiss thing, but like that would drastically change. I mean, also looking at like the whole, the whole scape of Attack on Titan, like that doesn't even really, there's no other moment where something like that could happen. So the fact right. that we don't ever have a kiss, we don't ever have any real romance, aside from like the near canonical relationship between Ymir and Historia and or, or you know, like oh. canonical pregnancies or canonical whatever. There's no actual like ship romance kind of thing going on. So it's, so it would have been really game changing if that was in there. And also I wonder how that would have, would have fit into the rest of the story. Because for me, I always was like, I didn't know if they were actually going to kiss or if it was like Mikasa herself was just leaning in or if Aaron was leaning in. I think they both thought they were going to die. So I think Mikasa was like, at least if I die, at least I kiss my baby. But it didn't happen because Aaron saved their asses. And she's like, she's probably like, damn it. <laughs> Why didn't we die? <laughs> Why didn't we die? But yeah, side story, Ymir and 
Krista's love story. I was I was always a little confused. Like, were they in love with each other? Like, I know Ymir was in love with Krista, right? Yeah, like, she yeah. was like, after, like, the letter, she was like, I wanted to marry you. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, she actually loved her. Yeah. How about Krista? Like, did Krista just see her as a friend? Was like a friend zone situation? I, like, what was that? I think that, that his story, Krista was, I think she felt very strongly about Ymir. I don't know if it was as romantic like I, I know that I know that it was strong. I know that it was real, but I don't know if it was romance, like like what Ymir felt towards Historia, which I mean, mm. when I look at Ymir, that I've gay. <laughs> I don't know how to say <laughs> lesbian. I'm just like you look at that, and you're like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like I can't believe, yeah, I it made sense. It made so much sense. I was like, okay, but when you look at Historia, I'm like, okay, well, and then even like when she gets Bye. pregnant later. <laughs> I could see that, but like I wish, I, I wish I that so. we we saw a little bit more of like more definitively. But it's it's like pretty much canon. Like imagine if they were together, cutest couple. Yeah, yeah, that was honestly super intense. I think the the season two, season two ends there. I think actually, Ooh. and. And basically, Aaron's like, yo, I'm able to do that. I don't think he even processes it, that he's able to control the Titans. But I remember Reiner said to Boerhold, he's like, how come of all the people, the shittiest of them all got the coordinate Titan? And he was pissed. I could see it in his eyes. And basically, Berthold, Reiner, and Ymir flee. They're like, okay, we'll come attack another day. But for now, we'll let you guys go. And, oh, in season two, like, a pivotal moment is when Hanji, like, comes into the room. Aaron's on the bed. He's like, he's been looking a little rough. I'm like, ooh, but Levi be looking like a sexy motherfucker in his suit. I'm like, oh, yes. Right? And then Hanji (laughs) comes in, and she's like, it's come to my, like, conclusion, and after all these experiments, that, yes, all these titans are humans. And Levi, you can see, like, I think his face turns pale, and he's like, you're telling me I've worked my ass off. Oh, yeah. Killing Titans. Only to tell me that they've been humans this whole time. And I think, like, for Levi, like, it's kind of like an existential crisis where he's like, I've been killing humans this whole time. This whole Yo. time, I thought I was protecting myself. I thought I was protecting my people. Only to tell me that they're humans. When Erwin Smith is on the bed, that whole thing also was an existential crisis, like for everybody. And I remember when Levi, yeah. because that that also came when Connie went back to his hometown, and then we have that yeah. really creepy Okaidi, you know, like scene. yeah, holy hell, like that, you that know. But then you see, you see Connie there, you see Levi, and they're saying, so this whole time we've been killing humans, like they're right, and everybody's devastated. And then Erwin Smith on that bed unshaven un like no gel in his hair (laughs) sexy okay but he's just there and he's smiling do you remember that i didn't know that i I didn't see his face it's like the only time he smiles he's he goes like and then levi scary sexy right he's like oi why are you smiling and he's like i feel like i feel like we're one step closer to the truth sexy Levi says, oi. Like, when you said that, I'm like, I can see it. I can, it's replaying in my when head. When I said, oi, did you feel something? Over. Give me a moment to breathe. <laughs> Give me a moment to breathe. That was so good. So that kind of ends, that kind of wraps up season two. We took a break. We took a break. <laughs> Eileen, how do you feel? I'm, like, sweaty. And I'm, like, so excited. I don't know why. I'm, like, every time this- I talk about this, I look at the smile on my face. It is not supposed to be a smile. <laughs> this is supposed to be crying. But it is. It's a smile. I um, um I feel a little sad that I couldn't stay longer that moment where I was thinking about um Aaron Smith. Um, in his in the in the in the in his yeah 
in that moment. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little sad. Yeah. We have to move on. <laughs> but we, we, we did so take sorry, a break. Yes. Where are we starting for season three? Season three, part one. I can't, to be honest with you, season three, part one was kind of like oh, the buildup. Yeah, it was a lot of politics. Basically, Kenny and Levi fight it out. Kenny, oh, we see Kenny for the first yeah. time. The person that took care of Levi kind of took him in for his childhood right we later find out that kenny is actually levi's uncle mm-hmm. it's kind of sad that levi doesn't even sorry. know yeah sorry yeah no. until he's dying uh, kenny's dying he's like by the way i'm your uncle and leaves like i've already lost so many people what's another uncle <laughs> basically aaron gets erwin erwin gets locked up do you remember that that was crazy and then they do their little coup d'etat. They kind of take over. They overturn the government. Yeah, that was all like, that good stuff. Like, so up until this point, it's been like a lot of action, like sexy action, sexy plot. But this, like, I think season three beginning really honed in on the intellectual, political strategy, internal conflict, sexy. Right. <laughs> and and right, that moment exactly. where I remember where Erwin is like on his knees and like in the shirt and all. Right? Was he on his knees or am I just making this up? <laughs> No, he was. He was okay. on his knees with the fake king. The fake king. Do you remember him? Yes. He was like a hippie. I was like, <laughs> Wait, that was so funny. I know that it was, was super was like, serious. It was super serious. Like, he sits like this drinking his wine. I'm like, okay. Like, Wait, but no, wasn't it? Okay, I know it was super serious for like a lot of these episodes, but a bit like where somebody does something and then the king actually like kind of wakes up. And he says, like, in this oh, yeah. voice, he's like, Kurika. Like, is it like, or something like, is it time to eat? <laughs> But basically, Aaron and Historia get kidnapped because we actually find out mm. Historia's real identity. She's actually the real king's illegitimate daughter. Yes. And they get kidnapped, and Historia's dad is telling Historia, you need oh, to eat Aaron yeah. so that the bloodline can come back. Oh, because yeah. we actually figure out in this episode, it's in this season that Aaron's dad ate up the founding titan entire family line except for the dad yeah he wasn't there i think they were all like in that underground oh he was like upstairs or something i think he just wasn't at the scene i'm not sure (laughs) he he planned for it to happen i'm just kidding and then we kind of get the flashbacks of aaron remembering oh my god i ate my own father what What? that scene was crazy we're kind of making connectors even to episode one Episode one, where he wakes up in the middle of the field, where he wakes up and he has all these flashbacks or whatever, and then there's a key around his neck or there's something, and he has all these, like, I feel crazy. So it was, like, the night before the day his dad. Yeah, and this whole time I was like, where the fuck is the dad? Because when, in episode one, when the whole Titans attack, like, he wasn't there. I was like, oh, he's probably alive. It was in that moment where, obviously, the scouts are trying to rescue Aaron and Historia. The dad's, like, trying to push his own agenda on Historia. I remember she flicks away the syringe, it drops on the floor. And then he oh, like licks yeah. it. Oh, I forget. Dude, I he blocked becomes- this whole part out of my mind because it was so like, uh, <laughs> I remember that. It was so crazy. It was so intense. He becomes like this, he, like he's just sprawling. Like, I don't know if you remember this. He's like, yeah, he's like sprawling. The face. But I think in that moment you see Aaron and he's like given up on life. He's like, Historia, eat me. I don't deserve to live. This life is not for me. Like, I hate it here. <laughs> He's like, kill me now, right? There's like this scene where Historia goes up to him. I don't really remember what she says because I actually didn't watch it. It was, my, by the way, my Attack on Titan was in Chinese subs. So, <laughs> um, but she like says something to him to like encourage him and to be like, you're the only one that can save us now. And I thought that scene was pretty like nice <laughs> because I think Historia, like, you know, in all her anger and all her sadness, like she was like, 
she still believed that Aaron was the only one that could save them at this point. When Aaron is all chained up, I do remember that. He actually looks really sad. Like, that's the first time in the whole series his mom died, his whoever died, people died, 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 where he looks, like, totally shattered and defeated. And I remember yeah. he, he, like, cried. He was really sad. <laughs> and that was, I think, the last time I felt for Aaron. Like, the last time... <laughs> I don't I don't mean to be funny but that's the last time I was really human after that I think well I'm, I, I'm sure that there's moments after that but we kind of see this spiral into descent the descent into what he becomes later sorry I want to kind of backtrack a little bit mm. to when they were trying to save Aaron and his story from get, getting kidnapped by Kenny's team they were on the wagon right before that Levi's like these people are dangerous if you have to kill them kill them and then the whole squad Levi's squad now they're Levi's squad they're like wait what like we need to kill humans people, like we've never yeah. done this and so uh G John John, right? Gene. His name is John, not Gene. Or... Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Hair like this? Irrelevant. Um, he was about to die. And then Armin kills that woman that is about to kill John. And Armin is like going through it. He's like going through the motions. Oh my God, I just killed someone. Oh my God. Like, how am I worthy to be alive? And then like, you, there are very rare moments where like Levi's actually encouraging and he's actually like, he feels for his comrades because most of the time he's cold hearted and he kind of looks at Armin and he's like listen if you didn't kill that woman that was about to kill your comrade your comrade would not be here today so you should be actually really proud of yourself he's like who you are now and who you were before you killed her you're never going to get that person back so you might as well just embrace and accept this new you oh. and then Armin, Armin's like he was trying to cover him and it, it kind of worked but like he said so coolly you know what i mean and that's why <laughs> levi works too like as a character like he, of course he's strong as fuck he looks great he's a strong character and he's there's so much like in his backstory and stuff but also yeah how you notice how you, how you mentioned he's always really cold and he's always very there's almost like a sort of cold sinister like aloofness to him because he's gone through so much shit that like you could never touch or top that so i feel like he almost has to contain all of that and he has to be cold and distance himself from the warm, fuzzy, normal people until they're in need of some assistance that he can bring from his trauma and from his experience and be like, look, this is this is life, kiddo. Fuck, he's a great character. So season three kind of wraps up with, obviously, they kill Rod Reese, which is Historia's dad, mm. uh, as that crazy, warm-looking titan. And then Historia makes the last blow. She's so smart. Oh. She told Erwin herself, yeah. I need to make the last blow so that people will respect me smart. as their queen. Smart oh, girl. He's smart. Smart. So she's now queen, right? And this is my favorite scene where Historia, she's like shaking. She's in her nightgown or something. She's like shaking and she's like, they're all hyping her up. And then she punches oh, Levi. Yeah. Do you remember that oh, scene? That was like the one last fun moment of the whole series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. And she's and like, then you oh, see Lee. there, you can't yeah. do anything because I'm the queen. And he like... Exactly. He smiles for the very first time in the whole series. And he said, thank you, guys. <laughs> I just... That emotional. Oh, my God. He said, thank you, guys. I think deep down, he's always wanted to say that every time. I think every time, every battle, he's always wanted to say thank you, guys. I think not only for thank you guys for fighting with me, but like... Thank you guys for staying alive so I don't have to, like, grieve another one of my people dying. I think there's just so much in that little sentence where he's smiling and he says, thank you, guys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that scene. And it's even, like, the warm and the fuzzy or even the just, it's funny. It's funny that history is like, there, you can't do anything. You know, it's funny. And, and it's all of her friends are behind her and kind of egging her on. And, like, that's something so human and fun and light that's not Levi. And they kind of 
bring him into that world and he's like you know thank you and just thanks for everything and what i love also is seeing their faces when when he says that and they're like all of them like shocked like oh my god levi has a heart we didn't know that (laughs) are we dead we've never seen this i'm scared they're like we're more scared that you're smiling (laughs) don't smile put it back (laughs) okay yeah so we go into season three part two this is where they're actually going to be doing finally their mission because Aaron starts practicing his hardening skills. They realize with his hardening that uh, he can actually seal up both ends of the walls of Wall Maria, the one that collapsed five years ago in the very beginning of the series. They get Wall Maria and they seal up the first wall successfully. But they're like, wait, why isn't there any like resistance? Where's Reiner? Where's Bertholdt? Where's all the attacks? Like, why don't we see them? And then this is the part where you're talking about how Erwin trusts Armin a lot, which mm. is crazy. I think it's so beautiful because I think he sees a lot of himself in Armin. Armin's like, wait, I think they're here. He halts the whole operation. He's like, okay, Armin has an idea to find where these people are hiding. Let's wait for him. They find out that Reiner's in the walls. He stabs one of their comrades. And then I don't know if you remember the scene. Leave is coming from the top wall down shoots down and he 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 cuts reiner's neck but something about his neck being too fat and thick (laughs) okay he couldn't get the knife all the way through and that's when reiner got to transform right away you also get to see the scout's new technology the new little Mm, lightning spears obviously reiner is dying because he can't He's so funny. He's like, what are they going to do with their blades? They can't do nothing on me. And then they shoot those things at him. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> it's so I love the scenes where he's there inside and you can always see his head. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> he's like freaking out. He does a little scream. And then the beast titan, who is now has them surrounded, right, with his other titans. Oh. He throws Bertholdt in with his little cannon whatever and then Berthold is there and then obviously transforms all that, that I feel like that's so irrelevant because obviously the intense part is happening so it's where Erwin is now knows that they're surrounded they're fucked and he's basically tells Levi he's like I'm about to lead my comrades into a suicide mission <sighs> that was so heavy this is also if I remember, this is also when they had like a bunch of like squeamish new recruits too right like people that, that yeah. were already shitting themselves just being there right yeah. right and then they were like they're like we're all gonna die and then Aaron and Levi have a little private conversation on the side Aaron's like listen I have an idea but it's gonna cost all of our lives including mine and then Levi's like the fuck like you're crazy Levi is kind of like saying like are you sure right and then this is what aaron says to levi but levi can you see them our comrades our comrades are looking at us they want to know what became of the hearts they gave because the fight isn't over yet oh my gosh like and then like that scene is where all the all the old comrades are actually looking at them. Like, they actually drew them in. Like, Petra was looking at them. Aaron Smith's, like, best friend, who also died in the war, like, was all looking at them. And then you could just see, like, Aaron was, like, ready. He was like, although it has always been my dream, right? I I just wanted to see what was in the basement. That was it. I wanted to make sure my dad wasn't crazy. Like, I'm this close. But if if I don't do this now, like, all my comrades, they died for nothing. You know, and then Levi literally looks at him and he says, you fought well. I'm making the choice. Give up on your dream and die. 
Oh my Lead the recruits straight to hell, he says. And then Erwin smiled. He smiled after that scene, after Levi said that. Because I think in his head, he's also like reminiscing about when they first met, you know, Levi was kind of crazy. And Erwin's like, I've taught you well. This is all I can do for you now. Like, I can, the only thing I could do is to sacrifice myself. <laughs> I was really happy. Yeah, so I actually watched this morning, and I was like, I was still like trying to process all that. That's, but. I think that's the most vivid scene to me. I relive that one constantly because um, I, I enjoy a lot of ships, and I love seeing Aaron and Levi stuff too because their relationship is it's really founded on so many awesome things of of partnership and respect. But that scene is the most reference is that private conversation that they have, and like those words hold so much weight in the story, and also just like the relationship that they have as two people. It's like, wow. but yeah he really said he really said give your all i just kind of want to backtrack a little bit if i can to the ova five yes um no regrets obviously it's levi's backstory he's he obviously went into the scouts trying to kill erwin right Mm. when he finds out that his first comrades like his homies that he's had since the underground world days since his badass robin hood days right Mm were dead like he was pissed off and he was about to kill erwin and erwin says this memories of regret will only dull your future decisions yes and then you'll begin to let others make your choices for you yes and then he literally looks at levi and he's like he kind of he looks at levi then he looks over at his other bestie that just died and as heartless as you can say he is in that moment, I think that he just saw something so much bigger and something so much greater that this to him was not even a setback. This wasn't even regret. He said, these people died for a good cause. And because they died for me and for this cause, I will continue to power forward. I will continue to live my life without regrets so I can make the best and wisest decisions when the time is needed. And I think that was so beautiful because then you cut to the scene where Levi, Levi's pissed, right? He's always like, fuck you. I hate you so much. And then it cuts to the scene where he's about to go on another mission with Erwin. And he says, this guy sees something that I can't. I will never regret this decision for as long as I live. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm going to follow you, Aaron Smith. Yeah. Whatever it is, I got you. And there's that line in the middle too, where he says, I'm like in another month or something like I'm we're gonna go on another mission and Levi expect you to be there with me like like as right before he passes by his to his dead comrades that's what saying so like Levi decided to like fuck everyone sorry not fuck everyone else but it's like okay this person knows something that I don't I'm gonna follow him but Erwin Smith didn't even know everything he just had this small shred of hope this small curiosity this small dream this small will and want to push humanity further not just make it out day by day living in the walls but to find something out to sacrifice as many people as that took and take responsibility for their death and create something out of that and so beautiful so if there was a beautiful allegory for this i mean like there's so many right there's underworld there's the hell part too like the world that they live in is already hell and yet erwin erwin smith is also like the devil leading them to hell and it's like levi is like like a pseudo grim reaper almost so now erwin is leading his comrades into their suicide mission 
and he's entrusting Levi to kill off all the Titans and the Beast Titan. And then Levi's like, what? You you want me to kill all the Titans with ODM gear? And he's like, so funny. He's like, shut your shitty mouth. Like to Erwin. I feel so bad also because I didn't actually rewatch the scene recently. Like like this whole, the, from, from when they're on the crate to Aaron's last charge into battle because it's so heavy. So like, I feel like I've just been avoiding it. But there's also so much that he has to do. He has to re- convince all those new fresh meats that have never done anything outside of the castle walls to go die right now and they won't follow him unless he sacrifices himself too and there's just such a huge thing and but i remember that i think as an audience member did, did i even know that levi was gonna kill the titans no he actually he says did. it so the thing is he kind of sugar-coated it to the the new recruits um, but obviously he still had to lead them. What he said to the new recruits is, we're going to charge towards them as a distraction so that Levi can kill the Titans and mm, the Beast Titan. Mm. And he's kind of saying it like, you may or may not die uh, because, you know, Levi's skills, he still has to get there. He still has to get to the Beast Titan. But during that time, while we're distracting him, a lot of you guys will die. But basically mm. all of them will die. And there's actually this beautiful thing that he says because one of the guys was like, well, if we're going to die, like, I don't have to obey you, right? And then Erwin's like, you're right. You don't have to obey me. And he says, it's all meaningless, no matter what dreams or hopes you had. It's all the same. Everyone will die someday. Does that mean life is meaningless? Would you say that to your fallen comrades? Their lives, were they meaningless? No, it's us who give meaning to our comrades' lives. The fallen, the anguished. We die trusting the living who follow to find meaning in our lives. That is the sole method in which we can rebel against this cruel world. And then with that scene, like, like literally right after, he's like, for he's like, Shasageo, give your heart. And then dead. <laughs> and it's so intense. I'm sorry if I had to. I'm sorry. No, if I had to, thank like, you for that. Refresh your memory. No, like no that. thank you. Um, I, didn't, I was I was just I, it's so much. I haven't even delved into it, but. And his the voice acting and the scream that he does too. It's just it strikes. It's crazy because in that same episode, we think Armin dies. Like I don't know if you know, <gasps> they actually put both deaths, both deaths. Oh, I remember in that. that one yeah. episode. I'm like, y'all really trying to fuck us up, aren't you? Oh Obviously, God. Armin also sacrifices his own life so that Aaron can do his little hardening shit and then also kill off Bertolt. I think it was like Armin was like, he was like, I won't be able to see the sea, but Aaron, you're going to see it for me. I think in that time, Aaron was still kind of like out of it because he just got thrown by uh, the warrior uh, Titan. And he was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, wait, what are you doing? But I think before he could even do it, like Armin already like sacrificed his life for Aaron. It was painful to watch. It was painful to see that animated, was. and it was painful to see his poor little corpse body after. Like, oh my god! I think they really wanted to make a parallel of like Armin and Erwin. Like these two smarties, they were as smart as they were. They were just willing to risk their lives for for a greater purpose. For the greater and it was purpose. really and beautiful. For, yeah, and they yeah. they both almost they both gave up on their dreams, like to de- and died like. Like Aaron Smith is like, I'm never gonna find out the secret. And Armin said, Go see the sea for me. Like, and they both did it. And it's almost like the entire yeah. world of AOT uh. would be shattered and shit stained if not for both of them. Because, like, with no Aaron Smith, who's gonna lead the scouts? With no mm-hmm. Armin, who's gonna be the brains? And that paramounts to that conflict that we see with the syringe and Levi and that decision. Uh. 
Right. Honestly, in that scene, I was very conflicted. I didn't want any of them to die. To be honest with you, I was like, they should have just shared that shit. What? They could have each that bitch taken a little bit. That Rod Reese creepy motherfucker. Exactly. A little bit. But, okay, I actually... Okay. Yeah, and you know what pissed me off? That actually really pissed me off. I was like, they could have fucking shared that motherfucking <laughs> syringe. But now that I think about it, I think it's because they didn't have another Titan to eat. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Because at the time, oh, that makes Bert sense. Holt, only Bert Holt only was Bert there. Right, right, Reiner right. got Reiner got taken Eat by. Aaron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that would have been really fun, though. Hello, I would like to talk to the AOT writer. I have a better idea. Just for eat Aaron. Show. You would have that a really smart beautiful. new blonde hot protagonist <laughs> zero angst and both of armin and aaron smith are like canonically good they're like they're good yeah not yeah, like aaron Yeager. a little unstable <laughs> <laughs> wait you're right i actually didn't make the connection until this morning i was like still like i was like screaming at it i was like why couldn't they just share the syringe but it's because they only had one titan to eat the other titan would just <laughs> been like one of those no-brainers wandering and attacking them and they would still have to kill him instead too so i think i think Dude, that's what they reason could have just why. shared the body half and half <laughs> s'mores i don't know i'm kidding i don't know right. i mean because like you have to yeah eating more of the body gives you more power but like split but it but still split it don't be so greedy at this point there was that kind of that conflict of levi i know you wanted to talk about this uh he was about to inject it into erwin and then he kind of i sensei going back to how i knew like what happened in the story i did know like what happens in the manga and stuff but i didn't even know exactly what was supposed to happen at this moment because my brother kind of glossed over major mm. plot points or whatever so i was also <laughs> the edge of my seat and i was like i don't want armin to die but like is aaron smith really gonna like who's really gonna lead the scouts like are you kidding me like this man led how many people just to their death off of words and profanity like nobody else can do that and they know that like who what the fuck but that sensei scene was so i i didn't even know what to think but and it just showed levi that, that he needed a rest you know like even if he lived his dream would still haunt him or even if he found the answers or whatever like he just he was tired he'd played he'd been that role his entire life and he just needed to rest like let's let him rest yeah let's not put him to work exactly again. yeah exactly so levi said he had no choice but to become a devil it's us who wished for that i think it's time to let him rest I think he would also lose his sense of momentum, you know, because his whole life, all he was fighting for was what his dad was preaching. Right. And so I think after that, he's kind of like, well, that's it. Like, I think I'm gonna go retire now. And I think Levi knew that too. Like he knew what he was fighting for would have been cut off there. So Levi making that unbearable choice, it was crazy. Armin waking up, finding out that Levi chose him over Erwin, there was like that sense of guilt and like everyone's kind of looking at him like it's all on you now it's all on you now armin Ooh, yeah and i love that levi was like it's my choice and i don't regret it everybody was like why is Aaron? why are you alive why is it you if going back to the whole levi and Aaron smith thing i think i mean i interpret it more as like the love and the respect that he had not the that feeling that he had for his superior too, of like have him leading for so long and like let's put you to rest yeah. but also like he wasn't 
Levi did say, please well, give up on your dream and die for us. But he didn't actually do that because even in his hallucin- hallucinating deathbed, he was still attached to his dream. And he never, so to me, Levi interpreted that as he wasn't actually fully committed to to dying, which is why you have to die because you can't fulfill your dreams whereas armin really was like go see the sea for me okay i'm gonna die and armin was like totally 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 laid it down whereas aaron was still was like regretting oh aaron smith showed some regret in his death which is why levi decided he had to die because he can't live with regrets so he has to die with no regrets too Wow. I think. <laughs> and this goes back to the whole Grim Reaper analogy that I had earlier, where Levi is like the Grim Reaper. Um, I don't know. I don't think I could have been able to watch the series or finish it without Eileen's wisdom because um, the OVA, the one that I was talking about, the regret one, I literally finished. I was like, that was so dumb. Like, why is Levi following Erwin? And Eileen broke it down for me. She's like, Colleen, it's because Levi saw that Erwin saw something greater and that he had to follow this guy. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, so everything that Eileen says, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't get it. She breaks it down for me so beautifully. Aww. So I just wanted to say no, thank, thank you. You, you kind of give me that starter to be like, oh, shit. And then because of what Eileen said, I kind of look back on it now. And each time I read it, I'm like, whoa, like mind blown. I wouldn't have gone to this place if I wasn't talking about it with someone. I feel like all I just have all these thoughts in my head. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ending. That's pretty much season one through three kind of our own recap our own thoughts and feelings obviously we'll forever be sad that Erwin smith died like i'm i still can't get over it but i feel like it was a really good ending to his story just like eileen said he had regrets so then levi was like deuces yeah bye i mean also like to live with no regrets i feel like it's a super inhuman like incredibly demanding thing and that weighs on you so to finally die and be free of that is probably what levi wanted for him for the person you looked up to. yeah it's a blessing to die in that hell of a world honestly (laughs) i live out my feelings in the fandom like when i when when i when i feel so ugh, i just look at the art and i look at the stories that people flesh out of levi and aaron and the relationship either romantic or non-romantic that they have and like they because people like us with hearts with feelings they go out and then we we express that and so the fandom has cushioned me in in this fall of aaron's time i mean obviously end of season three part two was really hard to watch but i think we should cut it here so that we can have a little bit more momentum when we come back to season four part one and two and we'll just discuss all that good and juicy stuff aaron becoming hot and a villain (laughs) all at the same time i'm like why couldn't he have been hot when he was a good person yeah dude that's it for today do you want to say anything else yo this is so fun to talk about like we went way over way over than what we we wanted to i mean like time wise so thank you for listening um colleen my love thank you for watching seasons one through three thank you i was fully prepared to just sit here and just talk about how sexy aaron (laughs) smith was but like i did get to do that but you gave me structure and that you thank you thank you guys for watching Don't forget to drink water. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty. Bye. Bye.